Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm still Andrew. And I'm still Chris, I, I think. And to, I mean, I'd put my money on it. <laughs> it's a safe I, I'm pretty sure I've said this a lot, but it's true every time. We get to talk with one of my absolute favorite people who have ever set foot on this wonderful planet we all live on. We're talking to the one and only John James Ryan, a.k.a. Just John from Keep Flying. And I know our last episode with him was really good, but this one's really, really good. So you're in for a treat. Yeah, I think John is one of those people that actually, like, tries and and puts the effort in and so chris that was super vague man i I hope you'll explain what you mean by that and okay since you asked i will basically we've had like we played a few shows together uh like three years ago back when we were sort of like a different kind of band and hitting like the same similar circuit as uh john was with keep flying and and, you know but but since then like it's been we haven't been in the same place as much as we were when we first met and, and first like became friends but he, I'm sure, has millions of people like us who he, he knows, like, in small pockets, traveling with both, like, you know, four year and, and, and keep flying. But, like, it, it's not like, it's not like you haven't seen him in forever and you're just, like, figuring out how to, like, get that, like, friendship chemistry back. Like, it's just still there. Like, he, you know what I mean, Andrew? Like, he just, a hundred percent. he keeps yeah, in touch, he checks on you, he makes sure you're yep. okay. It's... He's one of those guys that when he says, hey, what's up, brother, he really does consider you a brother. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that if it didn't shine through on our first conversation with him, well, this was certainly the one to, I hope, nail that down for you. Um, yeah, And if that absolutely. doesn't shine through, uh, maybe there's a bit of soul searching. Uh, maybe a walkabout is uh, it might be needed. Um, mm, good but, reference. Yeah, and so we talk about all that Keep Flying has going on. Again, go follow them. It's at Keep Flying Li on all their socials. But uh, Andrew, we also have like a, a few things going on, right? Don't we? Uh, I mean, we've got a couple of things. You know, we're always making music, and you we talk about it all the time, so you know where to find that, Spotify, all that stuff. We are putting up, we're you know, we're back in the swing of things, putting up episodes on all the major digital streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all that stuff. We're on all the social medias, at Talkin' Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we've got it. And uh, Chris, I believe that you've also been doing another podcast that... I've been enjoying personally. I have, and you actually were a guest on our marriage story episode. Um, that, it's true, I was. That show is called Talkin' TV, spelled the same way that we spell our talkin' here on Talking with Andrew and Chris, and it's with my good buddy Dom, aka the Movie Nerd. Each week we kind of talk about like either a hot button movie or, or film, or but sometimes we just kind of do our own thing. And like recently we've talked about Lost. Um, I can't. I love bringing that up when John's on because if if you know, you know. Uh, we've talked about Scott Pilgrim, so we kind of just like each week get together and sort of use our knowledge from film school and just being like creative people to just dissect film and what it means to us and what we liked and didn't like about set topic of the week. And you can find all that. At Talkin' TV Podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N, and then TV and Podcast. And also on my personal YouTube channel, I've uh, I've been putting out a video once a day, just trying to stay sane in these quarantine times, just doing covers of songs that I like. And I've also put up like a video afterwards explaining like why I picked this song. Like there's always a story with every cover song that I play, uh, either the first time I heard it or, you know, something about it that inspired me or, or taught me as like a younger musician. So you guys can follow follow all that at my own YouTube channel, Christian Ivanko. Um, and, and with that being said, guys, please follow 
the podcast and our and our playlist. We have a official Talking with Andrew and Chris Spotify playlist. Keep Flying's in it. Makeshift's in it. If you listened last week as well as a lot of our past guests and some of me and Andrew's own music. And it's a pretty diverse, eclectic playlist, but I definitely think there's something in it for everyone. For sure. And we're about to play you one of the songs that I know is going to be in that playlist or might be right now, probably is right now. Uh, Chris, what song is that? Andrew, that song is called Bargaining here on Talking with Andrew and Chris. Enjoy the episode, guys. Sweet. going on guys and welcome back to another episode of talking with andrew and chris and this week we are joined again by a friend of the show one of the nicest people i have ever met in the entertainment industry as a whole john james ryan or just john what's going on john how are you man you remembered that really just made my day (laughs) it's it's pretty much our main talking point from that episode is like it's just john i love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey man we try you know we, we try a show like ours the size of our show we, we really try to focus on the little things you know it's very appreciated i'll tell you that hell yeah well, man. we appreciate you so it's the least we can do exactly rock and roll so dude i mean it has been a whirlwind year for you know everyone but I, i'd like to say also for for you and keep flying it, it seems like you until this quarantine we're home for like a total of one day, which I know is not true, but I'm sure that's in the ballpark of like a handful of days, right? That is correct, yes. So before we, we get all doom and gloom, if we even go there, like how, how was this past year and, and how has it been? I, I would assume good, but I'd love to hear it from you, you know? It was the best year yet. I mean, from the release show, which was the best show I've ever played, before December 20th, May, I, ha- I played a show with my old band in my hometown in May 2009. That was my favorite show I ever played. And then that December 20th Unbreakable release show beat that show. So that was, for me, a personal massive victory. Um, and then since then, it's just been nonstop. We, we were back in the studio finishing our new record. And we were preparing to get ready to announce that the audio from that show was going to get made into a live record. And we had uh, headline shows like we always do uh, with small friends bands that were all successful. And we had a run with Real Big Fish, which was one of the most successful tours we've ever done. Um, 
and our van totally shit the bed, but in like a good way, like in a way that didn't put us out at all and it was time for it to go. We weren't put out at all by it. Okay, so, so it you got like a nice little send off in other words. Yes. That's wow. cool. How many bands get to say that? It's still parked on my Yeah, I know. That's that's like that's why I'm saying like we didn't have a big breakdown where we were screwed. We had our friends in plans let us use their van. Um, we had really it was like a flawless transition actually. Um, wow. A lot of good memories still, in that van, I'm sure, right? Yeah. I do it's still parked outside my house cuz I can't park ways here. I'm not ready. <laughs> Chris's Chris's old band's van was parked outside his house until someone literally came and took it away without him knowing. <laughs> yeah, well, when the band so. breaks up, people people stop wanting to pay for the vehicle. Got it. So you know, <laughs> but hey, you know, the memories were there until they weren't. Oh, so they they came and collected it back. They yeah, they came re- repossessed. Yep, it's it, it returned <laughs> from where it came, as they like to say. I love that. Yeah, man. But to get back to what you were saying, I was at your uh, new favorite show that you've ever played, and holy shit, that was an insane show. Like, A, it was just an insane show for me to have been at, period. It was a pretty insane show by AMH standards, but then even, I've been to a few Keep Flying shows, because I'm blessed, and that one was (laughs) still just so crazy, in the best way. I think I was in shock after that show. There was a lot of everyone was sweating a lot, even though it was so effing cold outside. So like that is a sign of a great show. In, like I was definitely overheated. Like I, I was overheating for sure. Mm-hmm. Like after we closed with "Live Together, Die Alone," and I was just in the crowd with everybody. I think I like didn't fully pass out on the stage after, but I was like I was like winded, and then I don't think I said a word for like. A good 15 minutes, I was just hugging people and just, like, nodding. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. I did see you hug and nod a lot. I think I was in shock of, of, like, how could all of these people care this much? Like, I, I love where I live. I love Long Island and what we have. I've always loved being a part of it. I love that I'm still here. Um, and I love that the, it's become, like, the band's real, like, home. But there was probably only 75, 80 people from Long Island in that room. Everybody else was from... I'm not from Long Island. Right. <laughs> people drove anywhere from one hour to 12 hours to be there. Yeah, I took two trains. Our friend, uh, our friend drove down from Montreal the day before, um, which was awesome. Um, people drove up from Virginia, Florida, Ohio. Dude, I mean the 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 really the lineup the lineup was great, the crowd was great, the atmosphere was great, and I mean I haven't been to any concert that wasn't put on by a church that gave away a Nintendo Switch, so that's pretty cool. Honestly, <laughs> like when we were coming up with the raffles, we were like, <clears throat> first of all, <clears throat> we're very upfront about like the mu- music business. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm involved in music business and that I, with Keep Flying, can be honest with music business. Not that I'm dishonest when I'm working, but with Keep Flying, I like that I'm able to say, the ticket is $16. Now we'll tell you what that pays. Uh, right. Uh, straight up, it's 200-something tickets. I think we ended up slightly oversold at 250 Right. Yeah, it was, it was packed. <laughs> so we said... 
Okay, the, the we gave a seven inch out to everybody, which cost us three dollars and change per seven inch. So take that off the ticket. Now you're at uh, twelve and a quarter. And then we paid uh, all the bands, um, the rental, and that brought it down to like I don't know eight bucks a ticket because we did we did you know truthfully overpay all of our friends' bands because we wanted everyone to feel good. It wasn't about making money at that show. It was about making everyone feel that they came to one of the best shows that they've been to. The raffle was just, I remember we were sitting around talking. We were like, we should raffle stuff away. Let's just spend money. The switch came up because Mike Amato does his Forget Me Not Fest, and they did a raffle for a switch, and it just went over so massive that we were like, we need to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so dope. And- it did go over massive. I mean, I thought it was cool. Like we talked about adding, like letting people spend money to add more entries to the raffle, but it just didn't, again, we didn't want to make more money. Right. So it was like, let's just let everyone who comes to the door, throw their name in there and just pick the name. Dude. I mean, I, I keep saying this, but that was like one of my favorite raffles I've ever seen. The one, like first you call the name and then that just like, I don't even know how to describe it, like this mob mentality chant to just get that person on the stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now where that stems from is we, our band, me in particular, and our band love raffles. But we have a, we have a problem where we hijack raffles. Oh, where God. When, when we are not hosting, that was our first time hosting. We normally are participating. So when we are participating, we become a little unruly. The chanting, the cheering, the booing, if people are taking too long, if they've won too many prizes. For instance, Mike Cohane, who I think you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we know Cohane. <laughs> Every time there's a raffle and he's at, he's out there winning about 40 of the 80 prizes. Dude, that's so <laughs> fucking true. I never put two and two together, but that is so true. He always wins the raffles, and you start to get a little pissed off. Oh, my God. Granted, I think it's because he's spending the most money, but still... You know, there's that, that feeling of like, come on, man, leave some for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. So I'm not sure, again, with the state going on, that uh, of what's going to happen for, for this year's uh, holiday show events. We do have a date picked out with a hold, and we do have prizes planned for the raffle that absolutely decimate the Nintendo Switch. Oh hell yeah! That that sadly, the grand prize is something we will not announce in advance. People will have to just trust that it's just that awesome that we cannot <laughs> tell you what it is until we're pulling a name out. So I bigger mean, and better is is the key. Bigger and better by just okay. from being a, a an actual witness of the last raffle that we're talking about. If you can promise that it's going to be bigger and better than that one, then that's all I need to hear, and I will gladly pay any amount of money to go to that show and just watch the rest. Somebody will cry. Somebody will cry. Whoever wins the grand prize will cry. Okay, I'm there, wow. dude. I'm there. If I'm there, and if you're not there, and you're allowed to be there, then shame on you. Yeah. Um, the plan right now. Here's a, here's another issue. Before Corona came up, this this starting this year and next year's issue for holiday show events. Um, which bands were running into already, are that unfortunately and unfortunately, fortunately, sure, for some people, but for the music world, unfortunately, Christmas this year and next year falls on a weekend. 
So mm. I say that's unfortunate because bands have their holiday shows on the weekends of December. And if Christmas is on a weekend, you've successfully eliminated that weekend from the calendars. Nobody can do that weekend. So all of these, from what I know already from my involvement for work, that weekend before, I think it's the 17th, 18th, it's like every band you care about is having their holiday shows the same day. Yeah, like that makes sense. That Friday, Saturday. You're talking four years in Worcester, every time I die is in, in Buffalo, Taking back Sundays in Jersey, starting line in Jersey, uh, uh, state champs in Albany. These are all the same weekend. Yeah, so now you got to <laughs> so pick. People, whereas you used to be able to like map out like a mini like you know show going tour. Now it's going to be people having to pick which one, which sucks for everyone. Um, so that being said, we're a small band and we can't compete with any of those bands. So we we already went ahead and decided. Uh, cool thing for us will be which uh, a weekend that people don't normally do shows on. We're actually going to just go and swing for the fences and we're going to do New Year's Day. Instead of a, a we're going to have our end of year show actually be January 1st, 2021. Because it's the Friday um, or it's the Saturday, one of the two. I think it, I can't remember which one it is. Um, and, uh, I think it's the Friday. We're going to do the Friday, the, the first. It's a good uh, and, way to set kind of like, We're going to, it's, we're going to change. It's going to still be a holiday show. We're going to change the theme to new, uh, a new year theme instead of Christmas, instead of Santa, it's going to be start your year off. Right. And the reason we're going to do that is because as you would imagine the following year, 2021, everything still falls on the weekend. But everything moved like Christmas and New Year's are, are Saturday instead of Friday. So it's going to be the same issue again next year. We're going to have our holiday show for 2021 be New Year's Eve. So we're going to effectively wow. have January 1st and December 31st of 2021 be our two respective holiday shows. We're going to pitch that as start your year and end your year at AMH with KF. Dude. You just gave me wow. plans. Thank you so much. Oh my god. That's gosh. actually awesome. Yeah. We're that gonna, is the coolest shit I've ever heard. My plan is to do one one artwork. I haven't told anyone this, it's not the band, but now I'm telling you because I just feel Ooh, good. an exclusive. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well thanks for being uh, thank you for your one, candor. I want to do one artwork that's horizontal that we then cut in the middle vertically, uh, and then put the info for each show on the bottom. That, and then make screen print posters of that so that people who care, you know, maybe like 25 of them, but people who care could have framed both posters, which make up one artwork. It's one artwork for the year of 2021. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I know that you're good at your job, but you could do just as well in the marketing field. I think you might want to just consider that because you're killing it right now. Somebody else is a marketing friend has mentioned that to me. Like you would just be good doing marketing for any business. You just do yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of the marketing, one thing I kind of wanted to pick your brain about is like, since we last had you on the show, it seems like, I mean, obviously keep flying has thankfully st steadily grown and, and is evolving, but you have like a very, like I never forget, even if I don't go to a single show, what, let's just say it's like a Canadian run and I can't sure. even obviously get to that, but I still like never forget what the tour flyer looks like. It's we have, you know? 
We have, have had great flyers. We have an amazing pair of gentlemen uh, who have uh, incredible artistic skills. One is name his name is Leighton Stollard, and he lives on the West Coast. And then our friend Chris Poppinson lives on the East Coast. Both of them are essentially non-performing members of the band who are always talking with me about art ideas, and we bounce things to each other at all times. And it honestly, their minds are what are creating this art. Sometimes I don't even think of the ideas. They even come up with the ideas to begin with. But man, I am so blessed that we have them because they truly have helped accelerate the band. You're not wrong. Like very often we have people be like, I can't, your album, your, uh, your ad mat material is always just so rocking. Mm -hmm. It's so on point, dude. I think it's, um, I think it's important. I think it's, I think it, when I get comments on the Facebook that are like, please turn this into a t-shirt, I know that we did a good job on the artwork. Mm -hmm. Right. So that being said, we're trying to figure out artwork for our new record now. And that we're having a hard time because we know that we need to, it needs to be as awesome as the actual songs are. Right. Which I'm assuming uh, are amazing. I was going to say, so. which are pretty badass. I so, think they rock, bro. They're definitely the best music we've ever made as a band. The the EP from front to back is definitely the most cohesive music we've made as a band. It sticks to a theme, um, and it's 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 kind of telling a story, kind of. Um, and the, I, it's it's definitely what we sound like now. It's the lineup that we are. It's the music that we have needed to have made for over a year now. Because it is the sound of what we actually do live, which is Charlie does a lot of singing, but he's never been on the recordings. And Chuck does all the harmonies, mostly live, but he's never on the, whole, the recordings. And I'm doing a lot of like scream singing, and it's never on the recordings, and that's over now, because it's all on the recordings now. Okay. Thank goodness. Okay. I'm sure I speak for everyone when we all say thank goodness. Henry is, <laughs> Henry is our lead singer. He is our singer. There's no more question about who is the singer of this band. It has always been Henry, but now it's here for you in your face. Like we have finally gotten to a place where our lineup is what the band should be and what we are most happy about. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you about this because I mean, we did the whole like, you know, getting to know each other podcast. I mean, yeah. you know, for the audience and whatnot the, the last time, but I mean, so things are going really well and I'm, I'm super happy that you guys like, you know, you did like the state champs run and the real friends run and the, you know, real big fish run, especially I felt like I was like, wow, like that is, that's gotta be so good for them. But I mean, people can see that and think, Oh, it's just all like, you know, peaches and cream. It's just all super easy. Uh, would you mind sort of telling us like how, how, like, because you guys are a fully independent outfit still, right? I know you do like yeah. vinyl distribution through Smart Punk, but you, you're yeah. still self-managed, self-owned, self all no, of that, right? The team is just friends. There is no like paid team. There hasn't been somebody asking us if we're interested in in a manager or uh, are you interested in an agent or a label. Smart Punk is, is amazing. It works for us and them. They license our records. They, they, they put up the money for the pressing. They deal with the pressing plant and we just split the net profit with them 50, 50. And here's a fun fact. We have never taken a dollar from 
the money that we have accrued from selling record sales from them because we just keep reinvesting it into more, more pressing more records. That's awesome. That's how, that's so, how you do it, man. And so, like, j- just for, like, you know, educational purposes, because, like, a big part of the show is to try and, like, you know, for younger musicians, younger people coming yeah. up, like, behind the veil of that, like, there's got to be, without having, like, you know, it's a network of friends. So there's, like, as, as things ramp up and more, you know, opportunities come, there's more work that's required. So, like, what have been sort of, like, the, the adjustments that you've had to make, like, you know, for Keep Flying as you guys have grown? You know, I feel like you never really hear about that. Um we 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 definitely split up some tasks uh i'm not gonna try and you know blow smoke you know but i am doing most of the business um not because people don't want to but because the rest of my bandmates work more than full-time in order for us to be able to tour and so they really just don't have as much time. Whereas when I'm on the road working, I have some time every day. And then when I'm off the road, I have nothing but time. Um, but, you know, we now that we're like, um, we're also like you were mentioning art. We, we try to really pride ourselves in coming up with good merch, too. I know that that is like not the most important thing, but it kind of is. People who want to buy something because they think it actually rocks and pr- spending a little bit more money on a blank that uh, it fits nicer or feels nicer where someone will actually wear it more often than they, than they would wear some other band shirt means that they're marketing our band for free uh, when they go out in public somewhere, um, which is great. And also most people don't ever, normies don't know that it's a band. They think it's just like a thing from Coles. Like that's a nice message. Yes. Exactly. We agree. That's why it's a very easier to market uh, band name, in my opinion. Um, but, um, I mean, Pete is running the merch out of his basement. I set him up there to be able to do the mail order, and it helps me greatly. It helps the band greatly. He's able to, we get six orders, and he can package them up. He writes notes to every single person who buys. Packages cool. them, he drops them off at his post office. It's great that he does that. Um, Henry helps me with... Um, some of the booking, but I'm doing most of the booking. Henry, I always put out when people want to do interviews. Um, I like to put Henry out because he's our singer. And he, a lot of times they're asking about the songs or they're asking about the lyrics and he's a massive contributor to that. So he should do that. Uh, I like doing the podcasts because I feel I, they're always different and it's just arbitrary things that we get into discussing. And I, I don't know. I just, enjoy, I actually, I enjoy it. I enjoy the podcast way more than like an in-person video interview. Mm-hmm. Well, you also the feel the feeling is mutual. You you, you also guys, you know you hold it too. down with your uh, pop culture pop culture knowledge, so it's definitely yeah, a good you fit drop here. Something, somebody else, <laughs> in my band might be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. No, that that that's cool. I'm always curious about that type of stuff, you know, because it's it's not just like all peaches and cream. Like I said, like there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, and so you gotta want. I mean, mm. for the for the small bands like us that want to do this, you have to want to do it, and and you need you have well you don't have to, but if you want to try to be successful at it, then you you really kind of have to make it both a hobby and a part time job. Like you need to treat it like it's both of those things, a hobby because you love doing it, clearly because you're not making any money from it, so you must love it. 
but a part-time job because the dream, I think, for everyone would be able to... This is, this is what I tell my bandmates all the time. I think that, that making is being able to make enough money from doing what it is you love that covers the amount of money that you lose from taking off of work to do that hobby. So if you have to take off from work for X hours or days and you've now lost X dollars, if whatever it is, whatever it is that you're taking off for, that is a hobby that you're trying to see successful. If you can make back that loss of income, I think that that is you've made. I think anything past that is, is just, you made it beyond. Yeah. Beautiful. That's man. how I feel, but that's because I've never, I've never made it past that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is a major goal. You know, bands that are making $70,000 a year from music, God bless you. That's fucking amazing. I, I could not have any more excitement for those friends and people. That is so awesome. But most people aren't going to get there. But if you can, if we can make back the money that we lose from taking off, I think that right there is like worth it. Yeah. Well said. You know, because uh, I feel like that's kind of like a big worry for like people like me and Chris and you and probably the rest of your bandmates where it's like you want to do it and that's what you want to do. And even if you're not making any money back, but then you're like in the back of your mind, you hear like if, whether it's your voice or your dad's voice or something being like, well, you know, when you come back, you're going to be out this amount of money and you still have bills and all this other stuff. And it's like, where is the line of, yeah, well. I really want to do this and this is my passion. So that kind of doesn't matter. But also I have a real world to come back to that will be affected by this, whether I love it or not. Do you want it? I think that's what it comes down. I mean, there's no question. Right. You have, you have to invest. So you need to go out sometimes knowing that you're not going to make that money, but that's the goal. The goal is to get there. It's an investment. You're, it's like any other, as you get older and you've decided that you want to invest in stocks or you want to invest in property or, or any sort of asset, um, you're, 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 at some point you have to take the gamble. You have to put the time in with not getting it, the receipt, not receiving back exactly what you're hoping to get at first. Like any business, they, you know, what do they say? Most businesses don't make money until after three years. Yeah. Businesses. Right. So. That's the same with this, with any with any hobby or entertainment arts that you're trying to make reality. Like you can't you can't expect it to make you the money back for the same thing. You got to put the time in. Right, but mm -hmm. that's not even why you do it in the first place, you know. Correct. And you're, and, and you're a shining example of that. Now I got to ask because you know if you I'm sure you remember when we uh, when we kind of really first got to know each other and had like a long form conversation, me and Andrew. It was at uh, the Dunk. In, yep. in Yonkers, mm -hmm. shout out to AJ Chiarella, and you and you had said something and like, you know, if if this band doesn't work out, this is like the last time. Like, you, you can't keep starting and stopping. I'm paraphrasing now. It's it's been a while since that conversation, but like, how are you feeling now from from looking back then to where you are right now? I mean, obviously, there's like you've been saying, so much more work to do, but like, you got to be feeling good about it, right? I mean, at least I, I hope you are. I'm feeling good about it. I still stand by that though. This mm. this is it because I am I am more invested in this band than I have been in any band that I've ever played in before or any band that I've worked for. The only other band that I bands that I'm I was as invested in were when I worked for the Wonder Years 
and currently still with four year. But even with four year, my responsibilities are a little bit less now because we brought some more people on the team. So my investment there is even a little bit less. The reward is still there, but you know, and I love them, but I'm not as invested now um, as I was uh, even even a year ago. Whereas keep flying, man. I said to Henry today, it's his birthday today. And oh, I said, happy birthday, Henry. <laughs> the guy finally is having a good birthday this year and he took off from work. Good for him. Um, I said, thank God you came to my house that night when survey was breaking up basically to talk about what's next because both of us were eating shit at that moment. Thank God. It's like this. I told him this, the band is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I, and I, I truly say that from the bottom of my heart and no one should be offended by that. I love my family. I love my friends, the opportunities that I've gotten. I love most of my ex partners. I'm still close with a lot of them and we all make mistakes and we all grow and learn and all this kind of stuff. But like, there's no question this band is the best thing that ever happened to me. It's the happiest I've ever felt in my life. And it's the most success I've ever had from my own music. And it's the most invested and most fired up I've ever been on something. So I still stand by what I said, except the only difference now is that there is no possible way that this band does not keep trudging through, no matter what gets put in front. There's no chance. There's no chance. And we've already had a bunch of shit put in front of us. And uh, Pete, my drummer, said it really well. We are we are a locomotive with a, with with five guys plus a bunch of crew and friends that are just shoveling that coal into that engine <laughs> way too fast, way too often, and it's just plowing through. It's not going around shit no more. It's just plowing right through these these things that we're running into. John, I mean, it's literally the name of your band. You know, keep flying. How could you guys not keep flying? <laughs> John, I, I gotta say, like, it's very rare when something that isn't music inspires me to want to, like, pick up a guitar and, like, write a song. But if, if, if this was just a phone call right now, just you and I just, like, chatting, not on, not on air, air quotes, I'd be like, dude, I, I gotta call you back. I gotta get this song out. Like, that was just... And, and that's what I think it is about your band. You know, that's why I keep coming back to it as a listener. I think that's why you have people driving for 8, 12 hours to come see you at Long Island. Like, it's it's genuine. And obviously, you know, like, we like to unpack it on this podcast, um, especially when we have people as knowledgeable as yourself. Like, you have to you have to think about it as a business. But that doesn't make it any less genuine. If anything, that, that means you're, you're going to be working harder at it. And, and your love for it, I think, shows if you're going to take it to that level. So, dude. Again, like, thanks for your candor, man. Like, that was, no, that was, that was no. super just... I love you, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, great. likewise, man. That was... You know, that that's why I... I need, that's a reminder why I still do it, you know? Because I want to... Yeah, I feel that way, too, and I want to be able to say it at, at your level one day, man. Like, for sure, that is just... That is wild that's stuff. Why I think that's that's another big reason why, why we wanted to give away the record. We wanted to do the raffle. We wanted to... We want, we're working on more ideas for things um, to give back because the community, man, without the community that we've developed, we would be nothing. And I know you hear that from 
wrestlers, when they give their retirement speeches, you hear that from other large musicians. You hear that from politicians. You hear that from, from anyone. Anyone who's thanking, if it, you know, people getting the Oscars, they're thanking if it wasn't for you people, the, the fans, you know, that, that, that is said. But it's true. It's true because without our community that we've made, not only would the shows not be as awesome, but we wouldn't have places to stay every every city where we don't have to spend money on a hotel room. We wouldn't have friends who are willing to just give us their van just after knowing us for a week to, to do another six weeks in around the country. Um, we wouldn't have uh, people willing to, to day one of releasing the live album on vinyl, selling half the copies of the record in one day, which is something I never thought I would do in my life, ever. I never thought I'd put out a live record, let alone in 24 hours, half the pressing sold out. That is crazy. Yeah. You'll have that. 150 is a, is a small number, uh, like out of 300. But for me, that was every, every one record was like a thousand. Felt like a thousand mm -hmm. to, to, to maybe somebody else. Like, <laughs> that like that is wild. <laughs> Yeah, like we've only put one song up, and like, I looked at the list. Not a lot of those people were even at the show. They don't even know what it was. They weren't there. They don't know. So like, that just makes me like, you care enough to support this in that capacity. We we will give back to you, and that is why yeah. Peter, Peter writes a note in every single merch order. And that is why we are there early and we are there late every show. At least half the band is out there always talking to anybody. Um, yeah, man. And we're, we're happy to help out. We're happy to have friends yeah. fans on the bill with us. We're happy to we're happy to keep it. And that'll never change. I know some bands, that things start to pick up. They get signed. They get a team. And things start to change. I'm too old. Again, I could just be saying that, but <laughs> I really am too old to change my my ethics on that it's not gonna happen yeah i mean on our tours we i feel like austin is the guy that we're where we were always like all right go talk to that person and be really friendly like you always are and get us a place to stay because we have nowhere to stay and you're lucky enough that every person in your band is in austin <laughs> like every time i talk to anybody in your band i'm just like can i just like come live with you for a day because like you're just so great to hang out with yeah true i haven't spoken to charlie often but every time i have i'm like nice dude uh, Charlie, Charlie is the man. Charlie's awesome because, you know, speaking honestly, he actually is quite a non-social person. Um, most of the time he like chills in the van. He has some anxiety things and he likes to just kind of zone out and be by himself, um, smoke some weed and like just like watch some movies like he does do that. But it's that's what he needs in order to make touring work for him. So that being said, when you catch Charlie in like social spirits he's the best he's the absolute best i love when he's in watching a band play or when i see him talking with people i get stoked for him because i'm the opposite i'm like you can't shut me up <laughs> dude i mean i was looking for you that night to say what up and every time it was hard enough to find you a but b when i found you not only were you talking to someone there were two people standing behind you waiting for their turn to talk to you <laughs> i i am a social i mean i'm not sorry about it i'm a social person and i do like making sure everyone's taken care of i don't want to find out that somebody had a bum night or something happened i can't no i can't 
I can't find out that I didn't know. Right. That that would be devastating for me. I'm good on that. I want things to be good for everyone. Right. Totally, man. I think I think that shines it, through. And, and you know, like for sure. one thing, um I mean our band, like we we've had a lot to figure out lately. Um, nothing detrimental. Don't worry. But it's, it's been like sort of like a, a year of, of me sort of like, you know, that's why I'm thankful Andrew was able to like go out and have a good time at your guys show because I've just been sort of like trying to like, you know, figure out like we had like a personnel shift as well. So, I mean, I'm just curious, like, yeah, like for you guys, like how has that been like navigating that? Because it, you know, like I said, like people think it's all, you know, I'm going to keep going back to this, like peaches and cream, but like, it, it's definitely a big hit. I mean, I just, I'm just on the, the tail end of it now, almost a year later, you know? So how have you guys been able to keep pushing through all that? Especially with, like, such a family that you guys have. I mean, there's literally, I think, how many of you do you cram into that van? Like, when we first met you, there was, like, eight, <laughs> nine of you guys probably, and such. Yeah, it's probably, I don't know, too many. I was going to say, it was probably at least, like, 21. Again, I'm, I'm usually guilty of not caring how many people were in there because I'm usually driving. So I'm just like, yeah, you can come. Bandmates of mine very upset that they have to split the row with like instead of one person, like two other, three other people. They're like, dude, this can't happen. Um, (laughs) And I understand that, but I'm just the more the merrier. It's always been that way for me, man. My friends group since I was a kid has always not been two people. It's always been like seven or more people. There'd be twenty people at my house playing board games, Dungeons Dragons, Magic the Gathering Jeez. drafts. Like there'd be twenty people, not like four. Like I, I don't, I don't know that 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 kind of way. Um, though lately, not specifically right now, but the last couple of years, I have been able to have some like hang times with just like one-on-one people, and that's really nice. I never had that before, um, but it's a very different thing. Um, navigating that. A lot of conversation, a lot of communication, and a lot of miscommunication, sadly. Uh, but ultimately, um, knowing what's best for everyone as a whole. And if someone is not necessarily aiding the the team anymore, then, then how does that work? It's hindering the team. I mean, we have... I mean, we'll talk about it. Our band started, there was an original drummer. Most people don't know, but we had a guy's, our friend Carl from Connecticut, who still a great friend. Uh, he wanted to do the band with us. And then after the recording of Follow Your Nightmares and like three, two shows, he was like, ah, I can't do this. Couldn't make the trek, um, whatever his reasons. He's still a friend of the band and he's an active rocker in Connecticut. Our bass player was making music with Henry before Keep Flying started and he stuck around, but then he met someone and he realized that he didn't want um, to have that full-time touring lifestyle anymore. He wanted to, you know, have a job and pay his old credit cards off. And he also is a major part of the band still. He was at the show. I was going to say, he played at the show. He played on a song. He sang on a song. He's the star of the new video for Bargaining. Um, That's really cool. We, he's still friends with everyone in the band. Like we still hang out with him. He's still in our band group chat, like because he he's a valid part of the team. I value what he has to say. Like he's hearing the mixes of the new record, just so same as the rest of the members of my band, and giving me notes because he knows he knows what the band is. That being said, Chuck came in, filled in for a while, and and is a member now because he he's killed it and he adds to the band and he wants to do it. 
Um, and then the most recently was, you know, DJ departed the band. Um, he has his own demons and his own um, things that he has to work on for himself. And he was, you know, um, not to get too deep into it, but he quit mid mid tour with Real Friend, which was a big tour, which was very frustrating for us because it was a big support tour. And he just didn't show up for the second half of the shows without telling us he wasn't coming. And that was no good. And then when we finally had the discussions, it just didn't didn't pan out. And then when he when he ultimately left, he you know, we didn't we weren't given the warning that he was quitting either. I had to find out from another friend that he had posted. So we just didn't address it as a band because um, we didn't give we didn't have the notice to do what other bands do, where the member who departs and the band will release joint statements. We didn't have the time to organize that, so we never addressed it at all. Mm-hmm. We weren't given that that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, notice, which was frustrating. Since right. then, right. ran into DJ once, and we've had a conversation, and it went as good as it could go. But that's a different kind of thing because him and Henry are brothers, which is a whole different level of layer. So um, that being said, recording this new record with this lineup was the most positive and constructive and successful recording experience that we've had as a band. There was... A lot of things we've dealt with in the past on old recordings didn't happen on this record, and we crushed it. Uh, Henry came in with bolts of songs. I wrote the best horn lines I've ever written in my life, and I wrote all the harmonies. We had a friend. Rick's been doing a great job filling in, but we had a professional trombone player come in and record, like go over all of the harmonies that I wrote. The sax is the lead now instead of the harmony. Um, which it was for Unbreakable as well, because I had written most of the horns for that EP as well. Um, but it was just such a rewarding experience because um, things that weren't working in the band were, were now uh, expired and we can move forward. And we move forward very quickly and positively. And even the live show, man, we so many friends in the band who have been there from the beginning who are coming up to us being like, yo, this is like the best you guys have ever sounded. Like, we love Charlie's voice. We're 100%. But we love, we love this. Like, even Rick's doing a good job filling in. And um, we just kind of been winging it. Um, but yeah, you used the peaches and cream thing. It's not all peaches and cream. That was, that was, that was the most, the toughest thing the bands had to deal with in the last six months would be the departure of DJ. It was very tough for us. Gotcha. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, being so open and honest about that, man. I think it's not only do I appreciate it, but like a lot of our audience is, you know, people at me and Andrew's level, if not like, you know, starting out and just sort of like, you know, getting their feet wet with this whole thing. So to hear, to hear like a mature and responsible way to handle all this while you can keep moving forward and pushing forward, I think is, is huge. And I don't think you hear that too often either in like the form of like music advice giving, you know, not necessarily that that's what that little segment was, but like you can take something from Mm -hmm. that that's positive, I think for the first time. So I I, I do appreciate that too. I'm starting to realize that Long Island is full of very insightful people. I mean, yeah, for sure, like, honestly. <laughs> um, I would say, like, the way that that situation ended up playing out, it probably could have been handled, handled a little better on 
uh, all party sides, but all of us clearly learned. And my biggest thing with him is I just want the guy to be mentally healthy. You know, of course, of course, that's it. Like he's a human being too, you know, uh, mm -hmm. despite where we're at right now, like he put a lot into our band and helped grow the band. And I, I would like it to get back to a point where everyone in the band is comfortable uh, to have him jump up and play on two or three songs, you know, um, like we do with other ex members or other friends who just learn a song. Like, yeah, I wanted to. We don't have to do it now, but I do want to get to the guy who played accordion at that show. I can't wait. Then I'm here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, again, it was another learning experience and another experience that was, you know, it's. I haven't. We haven't had to do that kind of thing in Keep Flying yet with his departure we haven't had that kind of departure so you know yeah i mean i would say with stuff like that it's like as long as everyone you know absorbs the experience and learns from it and makes sure that like the same kind of mistakes that they made don't happen again like that's exactly what maturing and growing is and obviously you and i'm assuming the other members of your band are at least getting very good at that since you just described probably the toughest time in that band, and now you're already at like the best time in your. So, it comes and goes. Congrats! Like sometimes people are more chill and cool. Sometimes people are getting heated about something. You know, it's, we're human. We're being, all human. The way I've been right. describing it lately is being in a band is like the, the most interesting and hopefully non-physical relationship you'll ever have. Oh yeah, <laughs> because usually <laughs> physical means you know fighting, and that's not that's not good. Oh well, we've had that, brother. Don't be fooled. Hmm. <laughs> gotcha. We, yeah, there has been multiple altercations between members, current and ex-members. Physical altercations. Where we are, keep flying is is a hyper positive, hyper energy band. But with that comes a lot of personality. And everyone in the band has a, a strong personality. No one in the band has like a like a beta personality. So gotcha. sometimes we just there's disagreements on things, and people just don't see eye to eye. And sometimes the compromise is a, is an argument. It, it ha you know, and then it's over. It happens. Like that's any, life. Any siblings or business or or any partnership, whatever it is, it's just another part of it. I hear um, you. No. But when you can look back at those things and laugh. That's when I think you know that you've grown from it. For sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't, like, they uh, they just see arguing as just this innate bad thing. And, yeah, obviously, like, usually in the moment you're not in the right mindset or you're upset or what have you. But it's kind of like at some point that's the only way that you're going to get how you're feeling out. And if that's how you have to vent, then, like, just fucking yell at each other for five minutes and then walk away for five minutes and then you'd feel a lot better, I'm sure. You can If you can look back... There are things that I was involved with that now when we bring them up, I'm just like, I can't believe that we did that. That is just stupid. But there you go. We moved on from it and laughing about it. Exactly. It. And and we're all good. You I know? hear you, that, man. Bro, it goes the other way, man. There's been times where, like, members of our my band will – all of a sudden I'll walk by and the two of them are like opening up, having a heartfelt combo. I'm watching them like tearing up. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Like it happens. That's awesome. It's a family. It like you said, wins. every end of the spectrum, it has to be like that. So the guy with the accordion, <laughs> yeah let's talk about him and let's really talk about that show. Because like you said, it was like the best keep flying show of all time. 
And even even before Keep Flying set foot on the stage, I would have said it was definitely my top three shows I've ever been to on Long Island. Wow, that's a that's John. Just so you know, that's an elite list. I would have to. Uh... It's an elite list. Could you tell me one of the other shows? I only need. Uh, yeah, I went to one that was my buddy Walkney played AMH, and I can't remember most of the bands that opened, but that was just a good time seeing a lot of people that don't live on Long Island at a good Long Island show. With a great Long Island crowd supporting non-Long Island bands. That's, that's always the best. And I think when this is all over, that's, you're going to see that come tenfold. I hope so, Hell man. Yeah. I really do. People that, people that are not weary about going out are going to come and they don't care if it's a fucking jam band. They're going to just be like, we don't care. Let's just get some music going. I think that might, that'll that probably be the first time I don't hear someone being like, wow, I don't know if I've ever been in AMH and not been sweating. Like I, I feel like people are begging to sweat right now. I mean, we could pray We could pray for the late summer. And you know, yeah. you know that we'll be sweating there because yeah. that AC off to save a little bit of money from... Uh, from this uh, lack of that of uh, money, but, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about this holiday show. Yes, and the man with the accordion. We open so again, like I I, I just did an interview with someone, uh, like a email interview. Um, I think it was Sound of Signal, where they were asking about uh, like the plans for the audio. We had no plans to release this audio. We had no plans of doing the audio. Jesse just bought one of those task cams and put it in the back of the room to use as backup for him editing the uh, what we were going to make an hour long live video of the whole show, which we mm-hmm. have decided to not do officially. In lieu of that, we have the the live audio because the backup cameramen who were supposed uh, camera people who were supposed to film never showed, so it ended up being just Jesse. So we just didn't get enough angles. And shots that we needed to fill that kind of time. That being said, he made a few different like short ones that were like three minutes, two minutes, and they're awesome, and that's good enough. Um, but we got the audio out of it. So again, not thinking that we were going to be doing anything with the audio, we opened the door for like any friends who wanted to play. Like, why not? Who cares? Where that's how we are, man. You know a song, come play it. That guy's name is Nick Fox. We grew up together on Long Island. He used to live out east in Middle Island. Um, he was in one of my old bands that was an 18-piece ska band called The Vagabonds. He played trombone. That's amazing. That amazing. The last thing we recorded together was a Save the Whales, Save Each Other, The Whales Are Doing Fine by Patent Pending. We both recorded horns on that record. Um, as I used to play in that band about 15 years ago or about a year and a half when they their old music had sax on the recordings, which people who listened to their band the last eight years would never know that. I didn't know uh, that. Yes, they, they used to be like way more ska pop punk with sax. When they first started, they had a alto sax player, this guy Rosie. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, find those stuff. Joe wants that to not be found. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be the Save Each Other, The Whales Are Doing Fine or whatever it's called. He wants that to be as, as far back as you get but it goes much further <laughs> and we're daring everyone listening to this to find as far back as it goes uh please do uh, <laughs> so nick after that we just stayed in touch as friends we never stopped being friends he continued on with his life he traveled around the united states going to different medical schools he used to mail me homemade soap when he's a crazy he became a crazy scientist and is now a doctor <laughs> Wow. Uh, wow. He lives in Orange, New Jersey now. 
and he does he owns a yarn just supplying company uh as well as i don't think he makes the soaps anymore maybe for himself but uh he's just involved in like being a real human but still plays music and he just brought the idea like i like to play accordion i, I was expecting him to play trombone mm-hmm. he's like i think i can play accordion for high cholesterol and i was like yep that's all my <laughs> yeah, band. They were that's like, happening now we don't care that's great and that was how that went it was just no plan no rehearsal no care nick i trust you just get up there and play into the damn mic no one's gonna care it's gonna just hell be yeah that's so too chaotic for anyone to care damn dude that's okay. fucking awesome and that is definitely an accurate description i was not expecting even an eighth of the backstory that you just gave like he's a doctor who's been to multiple medical schools who makes soap and supplies yarn like what that's crazy and he has time to be able to play the accordion with no practice so so john um <laughs> that's insane we do uh unfortunately i could we could obviously talk to you forever um we do have to start start wrapping this up so i have two questions for you before we start wrapping this up all right yeah one are you familiar with a band called the midnight the midnight it sounds familiar it's um they're this like electronic retro 80s band that uses Someone like Somebody sent it to me. Yes, I listened to two tracks. And they have this incredible saxophone, and I yes. feel like it's right up your alley. Um, That's why someone sent it to me. And he uses like a pedal board and, and does like effects and things. Yeah, he goes, yes. dude, he goes absolutely wild with it. I think he goes in. Um, and, and so my second question is like, what are you doing outside of the band right now to stay sane? Do you have a campaign going? Are you reading any cool comics? Like, like what's occupying you right now during these crazy times? You're going to love this, brother. I can only imagine what's about what he's about to say. Uh, I convinced my mother to start Lost with me for another rewatch. I, I knew it. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> my mother has <laughs> and we watch four episodes a night. We are now at episode seventeen, season three. We will be finished. We'll have our season three finale on Friday tomorrow. Ooh, you gotta let me know what wow. she thinks of that. So she has no idea what's about to happen with Charlie. She's going to be devastated. We've already, when Boone and Shannon <laughs> left us, she was in tears. Uh, she, her favorite character is Saeed. We talk about it every night. Uh, He's I'm so not, funny. I'm not accustomed to podcasting, but I might hit you guys up. I plan to record a discussion with my mom after the show is finished. Okay. As someone who is, I believe this is my 10th time watching through, and it's her first. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. I've only watched it through one time fully, and then I've rewatched the first season like twice, and then I just always got busy and never got to finish. But I should probably get on Perfect. that. First season's unbelievable. Well, you hit True. me up, and I will. I will help you. Uh, I will help you get that sounding nice and crisp, and yes, uh, get it out there to the people. Um, I've been doing that, and then I showed you earlier before we started this. But like, I have collected many, many things over these years, and normally I'm not home, like you said, for more than four days. So I normally, this stuff has just been piling up. Finally, I said, all right, I guess this is the time to start organizing stuff by type and, and selling things I don't want anymore and, and packing things up and throwing out stuff that has no value to me anymore. And so I've been doing a little bit of that every day. Uh, and then just working on plans for keep flying for all scenarios, which is another tidbit I give for any uh, young young group of people or person who are trying to do um, the arts in any way. I think it's imperative that we all make 
um, calendar plans based on when things could possibly happen and have multiple scenarios planned, in, at least in your mind. Like, can we get back to business by September? Can we get back to business by this December? Or is it next year? What is it? Let's have a plan for all of those scenarios. That way we don't, that way we hit the ground running instead of hit the ground with a blow to the stomach, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So I have like, very smart. I have four routes made with no dates on them, ready to kind of just plop down on the calendar, depending on when we're, if we're allowed to, and people aren't nervous about going out. Um, but I really don't know when that's going to be. So I have it set for every single month. Yeah. Music videos, how we're going to film some music videos, when we're going to release the record. I'm telling everyone like releasing a record without having any shows to play. It's, it's just not working. It's going to, I watched it affect bands in a very negative way already in the last month. And it, it's really not worth it. Um, for sure. So just like movies are all being pushed six months, 10, 12 months, I think bands have to push their album releases as well. I think it's, yeah. it's I've seen a handful already starting to do that too. It's scary to, I mean, to put it out with, it's hard to have steam. You're now relying fully on social media and that's just too scary. Yeah, for sure. Worst thing, any, worst thing any artist can do right now is put out their best record they've ever done and have to fall the most flat of any record they've ever put out. That's, that's a travesty. I hear you. I do agree. It's... I'm watching it with four year right now. We put the record out right when the Silverstein tour started and it's just depleted all the way down now. The steam has just gone away. Mm -hmm. It's just very upsetting. It's a good record mm -hmm. too. I, I did enjoy it's, it. It's their um, best record they've ever written, in my opinion. And and they're doing their best at maintaining it with playthrough videos and live streams and and uh, you know just anything, any content. But that only goes as far as it goes, and then it just kind of exhausts itself. Yeah, I, I hear oh, you, man. For sure. Um, well, you know, I wish you you and keep flying and and you know of course your team with four year as well all the best getting through yeah. this craziness um i did lie john yes. there is one set question we actually introduced which i'm very say. glad we, we and after this we'll let you go uh, we appreciate you giving us like such a long conversation this was this was a blast um and i'm sure you're going to be a regular and be on at least 20 more episodes during the show so periodic time i think it rocks yeah dude, absolutely likewise absolutely. man and so with that being said john this is a new segment we've introduced on the show. If you had to describe yourself as an artist, as a creator in one word, what would it be? And then you can elaborate on it afterwards. But we're just looking for like, what's this one word that resonates with any you? word? Yeah, exactly. The first thing that comes to mind. Uh, the first thing that word that comes to mind for me is just perseverance. Okay. And why? Why is that word the word that struck a nerve? with um, you? Struck a because, because for me, it really has reached a point where... I spent so many years hearing, not just from like my grandfather, but from like random people. And every artist gets this, no matter what your art is. Are you, how long are you going to do this for? Are you making any money? Uh, mm -hmm. How are you going to live? How are you going to have a family? How are you going to do this? Man, I love my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's because I'm pushing at full percentage, full the canister is full. That's why I'm. I, I, we're succeeding. It's because there is no, there is no exception for 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 not making this, and there's no excuse for me not to do this. So, perseverance is the word for me because 
man, I, I have no desire to, to, to compromise at all on, on not giving this 100%. I have no desire. Yeah, God bless, man. <laughs> Even within the band, when things come up that members are like, "Oh, I don't, I won't have time to do that." I'm like, "That's fine. I'll just get it done." It's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, an option for me. Mm-hmm. And that is why the band is actually getting together this weekend to film the first music video for our first single for the new record. We're pushing through and we're we're gathering in in a safe way to get this video done because we cannot. I cannot wait another three months. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if anyone can do it, you guys can do it. We've all been home quarantined for a month, and we're going to meet up for this weekend, and then we're not going to meet up for another three weeks. Just in case somebody has something and they and it gets passed to the band, we'll know in another three weeks, 14 days, no one has symptoms, then we'll, then we'll re-discuss meeting back up for the next thing. But we're, we're meeting to get a video done. And to be honest with you, tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, we're going to do a live stream of a full band straight-up rock set on Facebook. We're going to rock melt face straight full band set in pete's basement hell yeah i'll be there that sounds hell dope yeah. dude the acoustic stuff's cool but we we our band is a live band and and um we got to do it wwe style and we need to put the <laughs> show on with no one in the crowd as if absolutely hell yeah man well john Honestly. dude that is uh that's a good note to end it on that's a high note to end it on um giving us something to look forward to so with that being said you know you said it you said it before but let, let's let's you know for if there are any new listeners tuning in where can people find you where can they keep up to date with uh keep flying and we i mean we know what to expect going forward just perseverance but but where can they follow that perseverance you know um where every all the socials is keep flying band uh the website is keep flying dot band it makes it i made i made the layout real easy all of our music videos are there all the lyrics are there we're working now that we're we have off time on putting tabs there some people do ask i'm cool. working on making playthrough videos for the sax parts because people also ask that um and we're also going to add the the stems of all of the horn parts to the website so that people who want to learn the parts without doing it by ear can literally just hear what the sax or trombone is playing specifically and just be able to copy it. Yeah. Um, and that's it. It's all at Keep Flying Band. We just put out the live record and we're already down to just over 100 copies left. It's going to be a one-time press. And... Um, this is us rolling out the new record. And you well, will see over the next couple of months a single, another single, some music videos. And and when we feel it makes sense where we hopefully can be playing any sort of music around it, the record is going to be released. And it's the best music we've made. So I hope that people find it uh, fun. I hope that people yeah. find the record fun. Beautiful, man. I don't know if there's ever been a band that's more for the people than Keep Flying is. So uh, I think if you guys just keep doing what you're doing, you guys are going to be just fine after all this craziness dies down. I'd agree. I sure hope so, man, because I I do think about these the people who support us every single night when I go to sleep. I don't think about a partner. And I don't think about my 90-year-old grandfather who I live with who's downstairs. I see, I see him during the day. It's the people that have either reached out that say that they're struggling or the people who have a tattoo of our band, which is a crazy thing of itself, or the so people crazy, who so have been to, like you said, multiple shows or travel out of state or drive or take two trains. I think about those people every single night. 
because I'm that person for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Amen. Wow, okay, that's wild. And I understand, and I love him so much that I, I have understanding of what our band means for some of these people. I really do. So Very cool. And I think that that's part of uh, what makes your guys' band so special in the best way possible. I agree. And John, the last thing I ask of you is, is there a song in specific you'd want us to leave the people with here today? From Keep Flying? From Keep Flying, man. Um, you know what? Uh, I would say if it's going to be a recorded song, I would say Bargaining because we just put the video out. But if you can play whatever. Anything uh, you want. I would put on, we, we uploaded the uh, Safety Harbor, the first song from the live show. I think that we should close it with that so people can get a taste of that. Yes. And we'll play, we'll yes. play Bargaining in the beginning then, so we just win-win. Cool. And then maybe people will hear win, it win. and there'll still be a couple copies of that vinyl left if they want to score it. And if not, it's gone forever. Yeah. There, it's, I promise anything, you, it's their loss. it is worth it. <laughs> so, you can't understand. Yeah. When you hear the crowd, which is every song, it makes me tear up. It's insane. It was crazy. I had earplugs in and I was still like, do I have my earplugs in? It's freaking loud in here. <laughs> like, the crowd everything. singing the yes. lyrics to Candy Cane Forest over the sax line at the beginning. It, it, on stage, that was straight up chills I had while performing. And that has only happened one other time. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know if I said, oh my gosh, at a show out loud more times than at your show. So cool, man. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Dude, we appreciate you, John. Stay safe out there. Best of luck with yep. your video, and thanks for can't giving us for your the, time, man. This was. Can't I'm wait glad for the we next got episode. to. Exactly, I'm glad we got to Me reconnect too. and hang, and uh, we'll be at the shows once this whole you know craziness lifts. But for sure, you know it, and you know we're gonna come up there too, it's, dude. It's it's, it's hell yeah time. So you're always welcome, man. You're always cheers. welcome. Cool. Well, cheers, John. Have a good day, guys. Take care. See ya. Santa Claus, Santa? Santa Mike, please. Welcome, Santa. Ho, 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 everybody. It's a busy time of year for me, as you know. And uh, I wouldn't be more ice. Santa Santa. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, all right. All right, I'll make it quick, because you guys want to hear the old rock and roll music. Uh, it's a busy time for me, and there's no place I'd rather be than the Amityville Music Hall with... When I say keep, you know what to say. Keep! Keep! Uh, it's time to fucking rock. I love these guys so much. Let's, let's show them what we got, Long Island. I love you. Let's fucking do this shit. Move the fuck up. Let's have some fucking fun. All right. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah.
isolation. Isolation, baby. I need to rise above.